it changed my whole life. I actually am not a flight attendant anymore. <laughs> like I left all that behind because like this has just been great. It really has been. What's up, everybody? My name is Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at Vintory. Let's get real for a second about growing property inventory. It can be really challenging, complicated, and sometimes even expensive, right? Well, now we have a tool to help make this the least stressful and most profitable process possible. That's right. Growing your rental management company can be accomplished faster with the support of Vintory. We're talking a total property portfolio overhaul in just a matter of months. That's because Vintory is the first and only sales and marketing platform of its kind. Think about how you want your property portfolio to grow and what your main business goals are, and then experience for yourself how Vintory can help propel you there. Sign up now at Vintory.com slash STR and get a copy of Brooke's best-selling book from zero to 500 properties in five years absolutely free. Plus, you get a $50 Amazon gift card when you book a full demo today. Don't wait. Go to Vintory.com slash STR. Thanks for listening. And now it's time to get into the podcast. What's going on, STR Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Shogren, here with my main man and brother from another mother, Mr. Emmanuel Pani. What's up, B? My brother, so good to see you. It's been an interesting week, man. Just, just a lot, a lot of stuff going on, you know. You know, and I'd like to keep it, keep it straight with our people. You know, what I mean, like not the greatest week of my life. You know what I mean? So, a very interesting week for me. And in those moments, I kind of fall back to you know the the things that we always worked on. And, and I have a thing that is tattooed on one of my fingers that says "Amor fati," which in 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 Latin means like love your faith. So whatever is happening in your life, right? Like, love it. Like, cause it's, it's always easy to be grateful and to be happy when shit is good. Mm-hmm. But let's hold that same kind of like amor fati, right? Like, love your fate, love this moment. So remembering that. Um, so trying to stay doing the things that I know, like, keep me, keep me sane. So I'm back up with like double workout sessions a day. And tomorrow I'm going to get a tattoo. So in my mind, that's how I do self-care. I know it's probably not everybody's idea of self-care but that's how it Hopefully you don't need it too much because you're gonna yeah. burn a lot of skin pretty soon I, we'll, <laughs> we'll worry about it when we get there you know what i mean like we we still got quite the runway you know but other than that man life is good i'm excited for our guest today because i met her at a local real estate meetup which is always always fun to see like local peeps but before we get into that what you been up to bro what's i'm good man i'm, what's I'm the latest what's the latest and greatest uh excited i mean moving forward with that that hotel deal. And again, I'll keep you guys posted. It's kind of like slow and steady with these bigger deals. They just take forever to get over the finish line, but um, going in the right direction. Uh, I think appraisal was the today, actually. Uh, my business partners are over there with the appraiser. So things are going, they're moving in the right direction. My Instagram has been exploding, which is wild. So kudos to Danny, boys, yeah. <laughs> who runs all the, the videography and social media. It's crazy. And I'm, I'm super grateful for everybody. I did a live stream last night, just kind of like Q&A stuff. And um, the engagement was like through the roof. I was like, this is fun, man. Just yeah, know, helping people out and hearing their stories and stuff. So it was cool. It was really cool. That's and so then uh, when I get out of here, 
I'm running to uh, town next door to do some early trick or treating. I guess they have like a town thing, like in downtown for all the kiddos. So gonna go do that with the little guy. And then did I tell you what I'm gonna be for Halloween? Yes, I'm 36 years old and I still like to dress up on Halloween. No, yeah, please, please tell me. So, so Caden went with Caden. Caden's into Harry Potter, so he's he's Harry, and he's right, the cutest Harry you'll ever see. Yeah, and uh, I was like, all right, well, who could I be? Like, yeah, so. Kristen found some pretty sweet stuff. So I'm, I'm going as Dumbledore. So I'll be like that elder wise wizard. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Moment. So I'm sure she'll, she'll get some incriminating photos of me looking Can't ridiculous wait. and throwing yeah, them on the IG. Please. But yes, please. Yeah, I got a screenshot all of those. <laughs> <laughs> so Eve, why don't you just introduce the guest? Cause you just, your, your accent is so much better. So, and no, we'll, we'll let her name. Name. I say the name. Yeah. She can do, you she know? can do her whole bio. She, yeah, she can get us, get us in on the back. Her story. So we welcome Vanessa Sperduto to the show. Which I Boom. Think. Hi, guys. From Easy Breezy B&B, which I l- that's such a fun name. I love Isn't that. Isn't it great? Yeah, I really love that name, too. I also have to say, I, I heard you talking about Harry Potter, and I just want you to know I'm the biggest Harry Potter fan. I've read the whole series like four or five times. So I, I'm going to look out for that Dumbledore costume. Love <laughs> it. Yeah. Love it. I actually, when we were in Universal... Again, I'm a little kid. I bought one of the magic wands. So I actually have Dumbledore's legit wand in my office somewhere. Because uh, I'm kind of a kid like that. So anyway, so welcome to the show. Excited to, to chat with you today. So why don't we kind of start from the beginning and, you know, how did you get into the short-term rental industry? All right, cool. So before I started short-term rentals, I was a flight attendant. And me and my boyfriend, my partner, um, he owned the other half of the company. We were living in a duplex at the time um, that he owned, and there was a long-term tenant renting out the other side of the duplex. All was going well. I never had the idea of doing short-term rentals until COVID hit, and my flying was pretty much no more flying. And I was insanely bored, like so bored. And I was like, okay, well, what can I do? And the tenant was moving out next door, and we had some friends that were already doing Airbnb. So I was like, oh my God babe, please let me Airbnb next door. And he, at first he was like, not into it at all. He's like, we're not going to make that much money. It's going to be too much of a headache. Like, I don't want to deal with it, blah, blah, blah. But I was so bored. And I was like, I will do everything. I'll set it up. I'll do all the cleaning. I'll do all the guest messaging. I'll do everything. So finally we got him to agree. Actually, I don't, do you guys know Matt, you know Matt and Monica E? Um, I don't know if you know them, Mike, but um, Matt and Monica were huge in helping me get him on board because he was not with it. But after sitting down and talking to them and, you know, hearing their experiences, he was like, all right, like, we'll give this a shot and see how it goes. And yeah, that was like last year, or no, yeah, it was last year, like in May we started. And dude, it was insane. Like we made so much more money that first couple of months than we would have made with a long-term tenant. And Sean was like, okay, this is like a legit thing. So at that point he was on board and he's like the smartest person on planet earth. So once he got on board, we started like really building out easy breezy and what it was going to look like. And yeah, from there we scaled. Now we're at 12 properties. Two of them are in the works. We're renovating them right now um, for the client and then they'll be live. So yeah, 10 live. 12 properties total. But yeah, that's how we got started. It, it was honestly, it was really great. It changed my whole life. I actually am not a flight attendant anymore. <laughs> like I left all that behind because like, this has just been great. It really has been. Oh. Zero to 12 and at basically a year, man. That's pretty- it's so good. That's why like I met them. 
So Matt and his wife run the, run the other meetup. And guess this is why you have to go to local meetups. So you get to know the players, you get to know the people. And also when you're getting started, you may find somebody there that will lend you the belief that you need to make that, that little leap. Yeah, it's social that, proof, like, man. It's like, yeah. I'm in your market and I'm doing it at work. Yeah, and sharing things and sharing the fear because like, you know, some people, like you hear people on the show and you're like, for example, like Ryan Luke, like good friend of ours. He's a big example, super inspirational. But Ryan thinks in like blocks of 100, 500 units. So people are like, that shit is too far ahead. But it doesn't seem somebody, feasible. Exactly, right? And that's what I love your story because I'm like, Mike is going to love this because this is like exactly why we do this show. Like, you know, like, Fly at that sure. to happen, duplex, house half to it, really, right? And now right, yeah. I threw to that. What a great story. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Did you did you give him a little like told you so after Oh, did I? I make sure I told <laughs> everybody that it was my idea, that it was all my mastermind. But to be honest, while it was all my idea, like I've got to give him a lot of credit because I have no background in real estate whatsoever. And I remember, you know, like when me and him first started dating, he was already so involved in the real estate community. And I would hear him doing like all his deals and like on the phone and talking. And I would always listen. And I'm just like taking in everything that he was saying. So for me, the Airbnb, like the situation with a duplex next door was like a perfect opportunity for me to kind of like get my feet wet and like real estate, so to speak, but also I just had such a great navigation system already in place because he was so well, like, you know what I mean? I guess seasoned in real estate that it really allowed me to kind of just like kind of fast, fast the scale with this. And then also, like you said, having a really great community of people around you that are doing it. I can't tell you how many times Monica, like I called her, I'm like, Monica, I don't know what to do. Excuse me, my language. And she just like helped me through it. So that has been super, super helpful taking classes like we did with Julie George, that was, oh my God, that changed our entire business model, completely changed our business model after doing that class with Julie George. And it really got us out of that like hectic host space, quote unquote, which if you don't get out of there, you're never going to be able to scale ever. Yeah. What does that, what does that mean? What I was going to say, let's get yeah, the context. That, yeah. It's what is super that? valuable. For you. Yeah. What is that space? You know, the, the hectic host space. Yeah. What the hectic host space. Life looks like, you know. Oh my God. It's messaging all day on your phone, dealing with guests, having to run and do maintenance on your own, like having to run to each property, pull trash cans out every day, having to figure out how I'm going to do multiple cleanings in a day on my own. Like, oh my God, everybody has an issue. The AC broke here. The water, the water heater is not working at this property. And, you know, you got to handle that immediately because we're in a review based industry. Like those are things that are make or break. So it's a whole lot of that. <laughs> and you really just like are attached to your phone. Like you don't put your phone down because you're constantly having to deal with guest messaging. And I think it really got bad once we got to like three or four properties. Yeah. is where we started to see like, oh, my God, this is insane. Like I would literally spend the day running from property to property, bringing extra supplies for the guests or whatever was going on. Right. And it was just so overwhelming. And we're just like, how, you know, like, how do we scale? And in our mind, after that first unit did so well on the duplex, as soon as we started Easy Breezy, we always had the intention of Easy Breezy going from zero to 100. Like, we knew in our mind we wanted to hit 100 properties at some point. So we immediately started building that infrastructure out with that goal in mind, if that makes sense. So not not just to get the next few properties, but no, like let's build the infrastructure out now today properly. So that way we can scale to 100 and not have to 
rebuild out that infrastructure every time to meet these new needs. And that's that's the beauty of that's working with somebody like a Julie. Oh my God. Julie up, is right? just like the bee's knees. She really is. Yeah, I didn't even tell you. She's in the, the seven-figure mastermind now. So she does our monthly calls and events with us now. I love she's, that. She's amazing. She was a she's, huge addition to that group. So She really is just so great. She was here a couple of weeks ago, and we took her all around, and we did like a little Everglades tour with her. She loved it. So, so that's when she was in town to speak at our event. Oh, yeah. And, and then she, she came to the landlords and loggers that, that month, too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. She was on her U.S. tour in between yeah. TJ's and then our event. <laughs> love it. She's so love funny. It. Yeah. So the reality is, is that's how most, I don't want to say most, but that's how a lot of people are operating. And I think it's like a big misconception because it's just Airbnb, short-term rentals, Airbnb has gained so much traction over the last two years, really, where it's like the, the hot thing to do. And you can make a lot of money for sure. But a lot of people are jumping in to this without any real understanding of how to create a business with systems and everything else. And so, yes, you can start making a thousand to three thousand bucks a month per property and it's good income and quit your job. But you're basically buying yourself another job. But that's, and that, that kind of defeats the purpose. Right. That's a big thing that I always and I'm happy you brought that up because I always hear like social media influencers in the Airbnb space like, oh, passive income, Airbnb. And I'm like, Airbnb is not passive income. Like maybe we're working on getting our, you know, our business in a space that like, yeah, when we are at 100 properties, we are taken out of most of the daily operations. But there is nothing passive about Airbnb, especially when you're self-managing and you are just starting out. Like that is a huge misconception that I just, it drives me nuts because it's not passive. The other thing too, I think that's important to keep in mind is, and of course it varies depending on what your market you're in, but Airbnb is not the same Airbnb that it was 10 years ago. Like in Fort Lauderdale, it's not amateur hour anymore. Like it's no longer for mom and pop. I mean, I don't want to discourage anybody, but what I'm saying is it's like mom and pop can't just throw up whatever they want on Airbnb and expect to get a return. The market here is saturated and saturated with really great like luxury vacation properties. So they kind of get in and they think it's gonna like be so easy and then like, they're not getting any bookings. And then like a lot of times they'll come to us, they'll call us for advice and I'll be like, okay, well, let me send your list. Let me see your listing. And then they won't have like professional photos, which is like a non-negotiable. Like you've got to have professional pictures. Like, and just like the listing is not written out well. And it's just like, you're competing in a space with pros. Like you're competing in Fort Lauderdale's market against us, easy breezy. Like we're doing all the tech. We're triggering those algorithms like crazy. We have IT doing, you know what I mean? So like, it's just not going to be an even playing field for mom and pop when they're competing with like my properties on the same platform. We've been saying that for years like Yeah, on the show. I'm like, it's going like the bar just continues to raise. So if you're not going to play at that level, you're not, it's not going to work out for you. Mm-hmm. Like I did a 45 minute live stream on IG last night. The purpose of that was to emphasize the importance of design because I see a lot of people get in and they spend a lot of their cash to buy the property, but then they don't have much to furnish and design it. If you, I don't care how big or neat the property is, if it doesn't, if you don't furnish and design it well, it's not going to pop. And yeah. so, you know, today is actually when you're listening to the podcast a little too late, but if you're live here with us in the Facebook group, today's the way day. So like on my Instagram, Kristen and her team put together a bunch of like free design templates that we've used at some of our properties. You can go on. It's like, oh, I like that couch. Boom. And it'll link right. over to Wayfair and you guys can check that stuff out. But like the design is huge. 
the systems are huge. The dynamic pricing is huge. Like huge. all the automations, like making a great guest experience. Like it doesn't just magically happen because you throw something on Airbnb. Like it's okay, a, a lot of trial and error. And honestly, the design, especially in Fort Lauderdale is huge. And we've actually had clients come to us with really great properties, but they weren't willing to put a little extra in to just like take that decor to the next notch. And we flat out have to tell them like, we're not going to take this property on because you're just, you're competing. I don't know if you got a chance to look at my listings, but my shit is popping. Yeah. <laughs> but, that's, but that's the thing that like people, like, so if you look on social and like, what's funny to me is this, right? If you look on social, there is somewhat of a conversation going around about why Airbnbs are not getting bookings. And on the traveler side, people being like, is the cleaning fees? And then you're charging me crazy money for a place that is not well-designed and I'm paying for like TJ Maxx clearance kind of items. And some people look at that as hosts and like, oh, that's not me. But that's the reality of what the market as a whole kind of feels. And we have to take ownership of the fact that some people in our industry are those people. They just go to clearance sections or go to like Habitat for Humanity and pick up used furniture and then charge premium for used furniture. And overall, what happens is that like you are kind of poisoning the well because then the, the overall general consensus of the people, the travelers, then when they start comparing to a, a hotel, you're like, they're charging me as much money. Yeah. They give me a list, long list of things to do for cleaning. And like people, come on, like if you're charging a cleaning fee, it's not for you to make money. Like just charge the cleaning fee that your team charges you to clean it. And don't be making, like, you know what I mean? Like it's not in the longevity what you're doing. And what Vanessa's talking about, the basic stuff, like if it looks like a room to go showroom that has no feeling and no soul in it, people are not going to like it. And even if they photograph well, when they get in there, they'll realize that everything feels kind of plasticky and like there is no soul to it. And that they're not going to leave the five-star review. And they're what right, is, you know, because you're charging them six, $700 a night for what? I mean, I agree with like, you. you know? I always say, like, people, most people get one vacation a year if they're lucky. Like, you've got to create, like, and I, I love to keep that in my mind when I'm designing our properties. Because if you get one vacation a year, that better be the most banging vacation you have right and i want to honor people's hard work vacation time like they had to work their asses off to be able to come down here and enjoy this space so i want to really transform them into another or transport them into another world when they walk into my airbnb like i want you to feel like you are no longer at home you know what i mean and yep. it's so important to do that with your decor and also like just to even capture that guest when they're scrolling through airbnb there's thousands of airbnbs in fort lauderdale like what am i doing to make sure that my pictures are going to pop out at them so much so that way they click my listing and not just scroll right past it like yeah. that's all such a big part of making sure that your decor is on point you know so listen not to do my own horror but my shit <laughs> is lit okay my house looks so good and honestly like i started out just doing them like for us and then clients were like well who did that house? And I was like, well, me. And they're like, well, can I hire you? So that actually has turned into like a, a whole separate branch of easy breezy because I've been yeah. doing like these decor packages for clients. And like right now I'm working on one where it's awesome because I get to like, I got to rip this place down to like the bare bones of the house and I'm getting to like completely renovate it, but with Airbnb in mind. So it's just so much fun, you know, and I get to like think about the functionality of the guests. 
And that's a huge thing too, right? I'm so big on functionality. A guest walks into a house. They've never been here before. It might be late in the middle of the night. They just landed. They're tired. Where's the light switch for them to turn on the light? Are they going to have to go search around a dark house to find how to turn the light on? Are they going to have somewhere to charge their phone next to their bed? Are they going to have somewhere to comfortably lay their luggage out and not have to put it on the bed or on the floor? Those are all little things that like you've got to think about to really enhance that guest experience. Yeah. And I think honestly, in the 122 shows that we've done, the light switch, it's, it's one of those things that I think about all the time, but I don't think anybody has ever brought it up. And that's one of the things that drives me off the wall is that I, I walk into a house that we just got and I do this by the front door and I feel nothing. And then I do it on the other side. And my first words out of my mouth are like, where the fuck is the light switch? Right. And now I have to like, I'm, sure, like, through the and, like house. I'm, I'm just a, like, I'm just somebody coming as a manager. Right. And that's the people. And my, my boss, the guy that I learned from in the beginning is like those first five to 10 seconds that somebody walks in is what's going to set the mood for the rest of the vacation. Even before, I would say even before that, even the check-in experience, if it's difficult, if I, if they can't find a lockbox where the key code is not working, that already is enough to like set them off. Exactly. So I would love to bring it because you kind of like slightly touched on it. So, and I know we have a lot of people that listen to the show that are husband and wife, they are partners. What does your guys' dynamic look like now that you guys have 10 plus unit, 12 running. So what do you do every day? What does Sean does? And you have a team also, or is it just you guys? Yeah, we, no, we've, we've got the team for sure. That, that was crucial to getting out of that hectical space. But um, Sean and I are really, really, really great partners. So he definitely handles, and it depends on if I'm in the middle of a decor package or not, how much involvement I have with the operation side of Easy Breezy. But for the most part, the way that we split things, Sean handles all of the tech stuff. He's doing all the algorithm work. He's doing all the like listing photo stuff. Well, we hire a photographer, but just like all that, like all the host away stuff, setting up the, you know, the automated messages, all that kind of stuff. He does all the financing. Um, he pays all the employees out, all that kind of stuff. Oh, and he, well, we both do. Sorry. He's, <laughs> and he definitely, um, takes the lead on like following up with our leads and our clients and stuff like that. Um, we do this really great thing for our clients. We give them income reports, which I don't know if I should be giving away my secret sauce, but he builds these income reports for potential clients that basically just says, um, based off of like actual statistics and like factual numbers, what they can expect their property to produce. Um, so that's really, really great. So while he does all that, I'm on the operation side. So I'm training cleaners. I'm going behind and checking. I'm dealing with guest issues. I'm messaging guests. Yeah, like mostly that kind of like the guest facing side. Now that we have a team, a lot of that has kind of died down um, because I'm not having to deal with the guests directly. So now it's more so just like helping our team troubleshoot whatever issues they're trying to troubleshoot. But when I am in the middle of a decor package, it's super, super hectic because as we all know, in real estate, time is money. And I'm going, going, going. Like I'm trying to get that property up and live as soon as possible, not just for my client, but for me as well. So when I'm in that phase, I'm really just at the house every day going nuts. I'm basically a general contractor, bossing everybody around, <laughs> yelling at them for not putting the light switch where I wanted it <laughs> and that kind of stuff. <laughs> I love it. One thing I wanted to kind of circle back around to was how did you guys go from that first unit to now 10 live and two more in the works? So how'd you go from zero to 12, you know, in roughly about a year? 
are you managing? Are you arbitrage? Are you buying? Like, let's just kind of pull all that back. Okay, cool. So I, my boyfriend owns four of the properties that we manage. And then the rest of them, we manage for clients. We're not big fans of rental arbitrage. I just, I'm not a fan of the model. It's a great way to get your foot in the door. I'm not knocking it, but it's not for us. So we got, our first property was obviously the duplex. And from there, we're like, okay, we got to scale. Like we can't buy property all day long, right? So we started, I think we started advertising on Google. Yeah, we started doing Google ads and we actually got this like amazing client. He called and he had this beautiful property at Wilton Manors. And he was like, yeah, I'm actually here for a couple of days getting the house ready. Do you guys want to come by? We went the same day and met him and he hired us on the spot. And I remember like, getting in the car, waiting to drive away and having like a full like, oh my God, like scream. Like, I cannot believe that like this guy just literally hired us on the spot. Like yeah. it was a whole moment. I was so excited. But honestly, from there, it kind of just snowballed because we started doing those Google ads heavy and like SEO and stuff like that. And that really started bringing in a ton of leads, a ton of leads. And then throughout that time, Sean bought a couple more houses. So we had more clout, you know what I mean? To kind of show potential clients like, yeah, we know what we're doing, blah, blah, blah. So from there, we really just started getting the clients rolling in from like Google and stuff like that. Yeah. So walk us through that because Wilton Manors, I know Wilton Manors has some really nice properties. Walk us through like you showed up there. There's probably you're like, okay, this is what we've been working for. Where is that conversation? Like, did you guys have a script ready? Like how? Because I think there is a lot of people that like, do management of their own stuff and then they're like okay i want to start hosting other properties yeah so we maybe definitely with somebody and maybe they ask you a question at a left field that you weren't expecting and luckily you and shop like you, you guys are two so it's probably easier but it, i'll have a moment of like people asking me questions and me just hearing just nothing in my mind and i'm like okay e, like we we gotta say something like we like you know right you know, you know what's so crazy about that and that first client that we got to, so he's from um, Asheville, North Carolina, and he actually owns a mega vacation rental company out there. He had like 160 units. So it was even more nerve wracking because like he was the pro at this point. You know what I mean? So we're like, oh gosh, so nervous. But honestly, we, we get the same questions, right? So like, we'll go in there. We always bring them income report. You know, we always talk to them about what, you know, financial goals they're looking to make because we want to be transparent with them and let them know like, hey, you're not, after you pay management fee, I don't know if it's going to work for you, if you're going to make that much money or, you know, those kind of questions. So we'll definitely walk through the property. We'll give them some suggestions about things that we think would be better. A lot of times they ask us questions about how does our cleaning work? How do we do quality control checks? How do we handle maintenance? How do we handle if somebody throws a party? Like now it's a lot easier because again, like I said, we get all those same questions. But if you're a new person trying to go get clients, be ready for those questions. What does your cleaning process look like? You know what I mean? Who is your maintenance man? Do I get charged for that? Do you, or do you pay for that? What about guest consumables? Who's paying for that kind of stuff? Just think about every aspect of what you're doing and make sure that you have an answer for it because they're going to ask. That's sure. really good. That's really good. And, you know, my background is like a CPA. I was really always good with like the operations, but like learning how to present myself and talk to clients was like oh, out of my comfort zone. So nerd. I wouldn't even take the calls in the beginning where we would get leads. I would only, I would literally make him take it because I was so nervous that I would mess it up. No, on the phone is ringing. Come yeah, no, literally. I'd be like, there's a no lead. Answer, answer. What I found is is similar to what you said. Eventually, like I put together this like one pager. So I'd have the projections like you talked about of like, all right, 
here's how much based on this data, these comps, blah, 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 how much we think this could bring in. Here's how much you'd net. And then I had this one pager that kind of broke down those systems very simply to show them. And again, this was back in like 2017, 2018, before this was super popular, but their, their biggest concern was always like, yeah, I just don't want my house to get trashed and I don't want to have to do anything. So it was like, well, here's how we're going to take better care of your property than anybody. Highlighting all the cleaning procedures, highlighting the security cameras, the Wi-Fi locks, the noise monitoring, all these things like boom, 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 boom. And then by the end, they're like, damn, these guys know what they're doing. Yeah. Right. For so it's sure. how you just present that information to them and just be confident. That's the biggest thing I think I learned is just like confidence is key. And it just when you're confident, too, even if you don't actually know what you're talking about, <laughs> you kind of still sound like you know what you're talking about, which you should still always know what you're talking about before you give advice on short term rentals. But um, yeah, confidence well, you have people to sure. lean on too. Like my biggest thing is like, I talk to a lot of people or they'll DM me or they'll be interested in my mastermind or some coaching or whatever. And then if they don't want to do it, that's fine. But I'm like, go get some type of mentor because like, it's just not, in my opinion, it's not ethical to go manage somebody's investments if you don't know what you're doing. Like any other field, financial services, stockbrokers, any type of investing, you have to have certain certifications to do that. Yeah. Even at Subway, they make, like they train you on how to make a sandwich before they let you make sandwiches, right? It's right. Just, so yeah. it's like, if you want to play around with your own stuff, like you guys did, it's like, okay, we're going to put our money where our mouth is. We're going to dial this thing in. Cool. And then you had some other local folks that were a few steps ahead that were kind of giving you advice and pointers and all these things. Like you didn't just go in blind and like try. And no, like I just. And that's kind of like one of my personal gripes where I'm like, I love the hunger, but like you got to do some homework first and learn how to do this to provide a good service and provide a good product to make sure you're going to take care of these people. Yeah, I think it goes back to also what Vanessa said earlier, sorry Vanessa, about respect, right? The same way it's the same respect that you have towards your guests. You're like, these people have worked really hard for their money to come on vacation. So we have a responsibility to give them the best place we can. Same, the other side of that coin is this owner has worked so hard to buy this property. I have a responsibility to look out after it like it's my own or better. And I think right. like when you embody those aspects of it, it's already like you're already a, a lot of, a lot ahead of most people oh, for, the for the money, you know? And I, I think that that's so important too. And I'm, I'm so happy you said that because like it, it is so much more important. It's not just about respecting the guest it is about respecting the client and one of the biggest like qualms that i have is a lot of times you know the client is not just interviewing us for management they're interviewing other companies and you know they'll tell us the numbers that other co companies are quoting them and i'm just like there's no way that like i know for a fact and i always tell them i encourage you to, to call that management company and ask them how do they come up with that nightly price like where did they get that number from are they using st statistical facts are they you know what i mean are they using air dna where did that come from? Because that's a huge injustice to kind of like tell somebody, yeah, I'm going to make you this amount of money. And now they have a mortgage to pay and you take their property on and you can't deliver on that. And that could have real life effects on them if they can't make their bills. So it's super important that you're transparent with your clients. And sometimes we have to tell them, honestly, it's better for you to just put a long-term tenant in than it is to do Airbnb, especially in Fort Lauderdale. That happens a lot. The market is saturated. And also right here now for long-term is through the roof. So your property has really got to be like a top tier performing property for it to be better than putting a long-term tenant like in the current state of the market. 
And it's important that you're honest about it. It's not just about getting as many houses as you can. It's about doing, you know, doing right to the people that you're working with. I caught your guys' vibe the moment we started talking. I'm like, they're going to be great on the show. Because it's, it's honestly, that. and to me, and like the funny thing that Vanessa and I were talking, she's like, I love the fact that you invited me on the show, even though we're in the same market. And I'm like, to me, I'm like, if people, more people like you guys get in the market, I don't care because to me, it's, it's going to make the overall market better with better quality people, better quality operator, better quality host, better quality properties. I don't mind. Like, I think, you know, without healthy competition, BMW and Mercedes wouldn't have never made the thing they made without, you know, if you watch F1, like Mercedes, Ferrari, without Red Bull being there, they all push each other. And to me, just mind your own business and just see the other people's businesses as inspiration to how much better your machine can become versus focusing on like, they're taking all the leads and there's going to be no money for me. That is not my thought. You know? uh, yeah, yeah. I, and it's not true. It's not true. And also too, like, I like to be involved with other local hosts because like, this is, I, I always say that it's Fort Lauderdale is my home. Like I was born and raised here in Broward County. So hosting responsibly, quote unquote, is something that I take really seriously. Like the neighbor could be my mom's house, right? So I have to make sure that I'm, I'm operating legit. I have my licenses. I'm paying my taxes on my stuff, that my properties aren't being a nuisance to the neighborhood. And me getting to engage with other hosts is an opportunity for me to kind of like educate them on that and like, you know, kind of guide them in the right direction and encourage people because a lot of times they don't want to get the licensing. So I like to like, you know, encourage them like, no, like do it the right way, get the licensing, like, you know, make sure that they're not like throwing parties, like all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I like to share knowledge. And to be honest, if people hadn't shared knowledge with me, I would not be sitting here today. I would still be on an airplane flying barely making enough money to pay my bill. So none of us would. Yeah, I'm all about it. 100%. Sure. Yeah, I love it. And shout out to Max Verstappen and the Red Bull team for another another W <laughs> for all you F1 fans out there. I was going to say, I no idea. <laughs> but definitely, if you're a rookie, you've got to get into a network. So like, and it's so uncomfortable to go to those meetups at first. Sean used to go to them all the time. And even if like, you don't want to say anything, just listen just sit there. and just, dude, you yeah. got to do it. No, I, joke. like I came to landlord and Lagers last, mostly I came because Julie went and I was just like, I can't believe Julie made it to a meetup in my market. Before she I came did. for us. I'm like, that's ridiculous. So I'm going to go next time. Right. But I show up there. And one of the things that one of our mentors told us early on is, is the fact that like that human experience is all the same. So there is no person that shows up at a meetup or at a conference that doesn't understand that oh, I don't want to talk to anybody. So just make a joke about it. Like I show up at people and I'm like, I am so sorry to interrupt y'all's conversation, but if I just wait for my moment, I'm never going to speak to anybody. My name is E. How you guys doing? Right. So E and I are very different. I am super introverted. E is such a good people person. So I, I totally get, because I was that guy that was terrified to like go to those, especially... And honestly, what I started to do was I used to make myself go by myself and I didn't know anybody. And I would challenge myself to talk to at least 10 people while I was there and get out of your comfort zone. Because if you can't like just start talking to strangers, you're not going to be able to present yourself. So it's just all of these little mini trainings for yourself to like get out there. And people see us now like running the show and they're like, oh, Mike's extroverted. I'm actually a really introverted dude. And he will, he will tell you that. Yeah. 100%. But I, I challenge myself to do these little things and most likely 
there's going to be a few investors in there like myself that are more seasoned now that know how you felt at the beginning and just strike up a conversation, right? And just, it's okay to be the new person. It's okay to not know much. If you're listening to the show, you're going to know a good amount. But even if you're new to this show and you go to a new meetup, listen and just be like, hey, I'm new. My name's Mike. Definitely say that. You're right? new. Like, like, you don't have to come and like drop a bunch of knowledge on people. You don't have to know anything. Like just show up. And most of the time, everybody's like so nice about it. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just like, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. There's resources and people that can help you and guide you through it. And those meetups are great places to like find those resources. Yeah. And most of the time, the seasoned folks like to help out newer people. If I love it. Allow you. Work. Yeah. Nothing annoys me more. Like if I dedicate some time to somebody and I'm like, okay, here's what you need to do. You got to do this, 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 and this. And then they don't do it. I'm like, then why did. It's so disrespectful. You just like wasted my time for. No, it's so disrespectful. It drives. I hate that too. But I I really do enjoy helping people a lot. Like a lot of times, so many of our hosting friends in the, the community will call us for advice. And we spend a lot of time throughout the week spending, like talking to people like that. And does that necessarily put more money in our pocket? No. But again. I don't know. It's good juju, man. It's like you help idea. other. It's 100%. just it's good karma. And also, again, this is like my community. Like I want people to think of Easy Breezy in Fort Lauderdale and have amazing things to say about what we're doing in the community. You know, so to me, it's worth it. I do it once. If you if we do it, I do it once out of the goodness of my heart. And then if we do a second conversation and the same conversation is the same as the first time, that's it. Okay. And not for nothing, but like just because like I'm not want like I'm, like. There's somebody else that wants it more. Yeah, I don't, yeah. and I don't need you to change, but I also like don't have time for the same conversation because my feedback is going to be the same. And, and then, like, why are you asking me if you're not going to take my advice? Like, yeah, it's not, like, don't kid me or you. Like, let's right. go in our separate ways and you can have this conversation with somebody else. Well, I'm going to pull us off the soapbox here. And yeah. uh, <laughs> first off, I want to thank you and acknowledge you for coming on here. Next time, we'll find a way to get the audio going so Sean can join us too. Oh, yeah. We'll have to get another mic. I, I definitely love this. Please have me back on. This is so much fun. <laughs> I love it. Well, before we get into the last question, um, where can folks connect with you and learn more about Easy Breezy BNB? So you can go to easybreezybnb.com and there you'll see everything about our company from the management facing side to the guest facing side where you can even book directly. Um, and also you can check out our Instagram. It's at easybreezybnb and find us there. Love it. Love it. So the last question we like to ask all of our guests is what is your number one secret to success with short-term rentals? You know what my number one secret to success in short-term rentals is? <laughs> Listening, taking the advice of the people around me and being a sponge and soaking it all up the first time they say it. That like flat out, that's the answer. There's there's no ands or buts about it. It started with Sean listening to him do his business and just always listening to everything that he was doing, soaking it all up. That translates to the meetups that I've been to, getting out of my comfort zone and asking questions and learning. And then even to investing in my own education and doing that mastermind with Julie George, which was game changer. Those were the biggest things that I could have done to help scale from zero to 10 properties in a year. Like get plugged in, get as much knowledge as you can, listen to what they're saying. I would like literally write down notes when I would like listen to podcasts and stuff just to like make sure that like I'm retaining this information, read about it, 
and just, again, get around people that are already doing it and it's going to change the whole game for you for sure. Boom. <laughs> Mic drop. Nessa, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on here. Truly appreciate you and uh, really glad we connected. And next time I'm down there, uh, we'll have to plan a meetup with uh, me, you, E, and Sean. And oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. I love that for sure. Awesome. Love, I it. love it. Love it. Well, thank thanks, you guys Dan, for having me. We'll talk to you soon. Pleasure. Right. Ciao, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you, everybody. Hey, STR Nation, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes, and we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.